This is Plant-Based Briefing, The Psychological Toll of Killing Animals, PTSD and Slaughterhouse Workers, Part 1, by Emily Moran Barwick at BitesizeVegan.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, host of this curated content plant-based podcast, where I get permission from a variety of experts to narrate their content. And I try to keep each episode to about 10 minutes or less every weekday. This one is longer than that, so I'm splitting it into two parts reading part one today and part two tomorrow. It's by Emily Moran Barwick. Her website is amazing. She believes in the power of an informed public, that everyone deserves to know the truth about what they're putting in their body, about how they're feeding their children, about how what they eat impacts their planet. And they certainly deserve to know what they're paying others to do to animals in their name. And that's what today's episode is about, slaughterhouse workers. There was a tragic story that came out of the news about a week ago about a slaughterhouse worker in Hong Kong, a man in his 60s who was killed on the job. A pig he was killing was fighting for his life, as many of them do, and it ended up resulting in the death of the human as well. And many people on social media expressed their lack of sympathy for the worker, saying he got what he deserved, how can anybody do that job? Lots of people wonder how anybody could work in a slaughterhouse. I don't believe it's anybody's dream job. Nobody says when they're asked as a young child, what do you want to be when you grow up? Nobody answers, I want to be a slaughterhouse worker. And I don't think the slaughterhouse workers are any worse. I don't think they're any more responsible for what happens to animals in the slaughterhouse than the people who are paying for that to be done. The people who eat meat, the vegetarians who eat dairy and eggs because The chickens who lay eggs and the cows who produce dairy end up in those very same slaughterhouses. It's all just part of the messed up system of normalized violence. But enough from me. Now let's hear what Emily Moran Barwick has to say and let's get to today's plant-based briefing. The Psychological Toll of Killing Animals, PTSD and Slaughterhouse Workers, Part 1, by Emily Moran Barwick at BitesizeVegan.org. I once visited a very small slaughterhouse in Virginia. This particular slaughterhouse rotated the animals they killed by day. I happened to be there on a pig day. Before entering the slaughterhouse to observe the kill floor, I peered over the wall of the holding pen outside. There was a group of pigs milling about and two slaughterhouse workers talking in the middle. One pig approached a worker wearing a blood-stained smock and nuzzled his side. The worker glanced down and started petting the pig, who readily laid down for a hearty belly rub. The slaughterhouse worker rubbed her belly as the pig closed her eyes in a look of bliss every person with a dog is more than accustomed to. After a minute or so, he patted her head, saying, Okay, I've got to go, and headed back into the kill floor, where he would later stab that very same pig in her carotid artery. As far as slaughterhouses go, the one I visited was a far cry from the industrial, mechanized kill lines that run at a staggering speed with haphazard results, but in many ways I found it almost more disturbing to see the very same man shower a living being with affection, only to moments later take her life. This apparent emotional disconnect is hard for even meat-eaters to reconcile. There's a reason most people don't kill the animals they consume. But as much distance as we may like to place between ourselves and the animals on our plates, there's no avoiding the reality that purchasing animal products is simply a way of having others kill in our name. And just as we dare not think of what the animals have experienced to make it to our grocery store, 
we equally resist considering the experience of those who took their lives. Why the mental health of slaughterhouse workers matters. Some people may wonder why I, a vegan animal liberation activist and educator, would take the time to address the mental health of slaughterhouse workers. The most basic reason why their mental health matters is that the psychological anguish of any sentient being matters. And when an occupation routinely causes psychological harm to workers across all countries and cultures, it's worth asking why. Slaughterhouse workers are essentially canaries in the coal mine for our collective humanity— If killing animals results in profound psychological trauma for workers, it would certainly call into question our societal belief that slaughtering animals is perfectly acceptable. This belief is already a thinly-veiled dissociation for people who consume animals. Ask the average person to watch footage from a slaughterhouse and you'll likely be met with resistance. If nothing's wrong with the way that we raise, confine, and kill animals, why are we so resistant to watching? Perhaps even more telling is the animal products industry's own resistance to transparency. Starting with my own state of Iowa, many states have criminalized the exposure of what takes place within their facilities. These so-called ag-gag laws place severe penalties of jail time and fees upon anyone who shows the inner workings of our animal agriculture system. Again, if there's nothing to hide, why take such extreme steps to prevent exposure? For some animal rights activists, it may seem that focusing at all on the health of slaughterhouse workers pulls attention from the real victims, the animals themselves. It's a common misconception that being vegan means one has no concern for human rights. However, even if our primary focus is non-human animals, the psychological damage workers experience from killing them is a powerful testament to the true impact of the animal's suffering— The harm to workers flies in the face of viewing non-human animals as objects or commodities. Were that true, slaughterhouse workers would not be so gravely affected by taking their lives. Why would anyone work at a slaughterhouse? You may wonder what kind of person would work at a slaughterhouse in the first place, perhaps people who take sadistic pleasure in harming animals? While there are people who willingly gravitate towards slaughtering animals because they enjoy it, they are by far a minority— In reality, most slaughterhouse workers take the job as a last or only resort for income. Slaughterhouse workers typically come from poor socioeconomic backgrounds, often with little to no education. Many, if not most, are members of vulnerable populations like refugees, people of color, and undocumented immigrants. Former slaughterhouse worker turned animal activist Virgil Butler shared about the makeup of his co workers in a speech about his nine years slaughtering chickens for the multinational corporation Tyson Foods. Most are very uneducated. Some of them can't even read a comic book without some help. Tyson actually employs somebody to assist with job applications because most people can't fill them out. They also have a lot of Hispanic people that can't speak English, so naturally they can't write it. You've got a bunch of people here that really couldn't possibly hope to get a really good job, so they're stuck working for Tyson, and Tyson knows it. They pick on rural communities for that reason, unquote. This makeup of the workforce is echoed across countries from South Africa to Denmark to Turkey to Australia to really anywhere. The lack of options workers face also explains why they stay, despite facing one of the highest illness and injury rates of any profession, and having to carry out horrific brutalities most people can't even imagine. Virgil Butler describes this desperate position, recounting how workers were expected to remove improperly hung chickens from the line, quote, any way you can. If that means ripping that chicken in half, that means ripping its leg off. If that means ripping its foot off, you do it. If you don't do it, you're fired. There's no choice. 
they tell you straight up you are the most expendable human beings on earth, unquote. The prevalence of PTSD in slaughterhouse workers. It's rather telling that, at least at the time of my research for this article and video, when typing slaughterhouse workers into Google, the very first auto-suggestion is slaughterhouse workers PTSD. Studies across countries and cultures show clear evidence of psychological trauma from working in slaughterhouses, though this is still a largely under-examined population. Workers studied have exhibited and reported a range of symptoms including anxiety, depression, recurrent violent dreams, paranoia, dissociation, panic, a sense of disintegration, an increase in aggression in and outside of work, substance abuse, amnesia, suicidal ideation, and even psychoticism. Slaughterhouse workers are particularly prone to a form of post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, called perpetration-induced traumatic stress, or PITS. The concept of PITS was first introduced by sociologist and psychologist Rachel M. McNair in her 2002 book, Perpetration-Induced Traumatic Stress, The Psychological Consequences of Killing. McNair describes PITS as a form of PTSD symptoms caused not by being a victim or rescuer in trauma, but by being an active participant in causing trauma, meaning the psychological harm results from having caused the traumatic event. McNair argues that this resulting trauma suggests that the human mind is not well-suited for killing. This assessment is echoed in a study in South Africa that created a timeline of the emotional breakdown of slaughterhouse workers, starting with the trauma of their first kill. Quote, During their first kill, slaughter workers remember feeling upset and experiencing physical shock manifested by shaking and shivering. They were also emotionally disturbed by their first-time kill and noted feeling pained, saddened, and shameful, unquote. From the study Slaughtering for a Living, a Hermeneutic Phenomenological Perspective on the Well-Being of Slaughterhouse Employees. And they outline four stages in the emotional breakdown of slaughterhouse workers. First, becoming a slaughterer, experiencing the mental trauma of the first kill, and experiencing recurring dreams and nightmares. Then, maladjusting to slaughter work, experiencing heightened emotive responses, and experiencing personality changes. Third, coping with and maintaining the work, presenting with psychological defenses, finding strength and meaning, and displaying constructive and destructive coping tactics. And fourth, living with the psychosocial consequences of slaughter work, work-life spillover, and experiencing social detachment and isolation. You just listened to The Psychological Toll of Killing Animals, PTSD and Slaughterhouse Workers, Part 1, by Emily Moran Barwick at BitesizeVegan.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, your host. And please tune in tomorrow for the second half of this article. And please share this episode with anyone who might benefit. And thanks for listening.